This podcast brought to you by Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. You can listen at mixcloud.com slash daddy jams. Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. If it ain't one thing, it's another. These damn Browns. What a first half of football. I mean, that first quarter alone, was a, it was a thing of beauty. I was like, wow, Kevin Stefanski has pulled his head out of his ass, and we're going to play some football. And then he stuck it right back and in. And then he stuck it right back in. And, oh, the defense. Good Somebody that knows how to tackle, go to Cleveland for me and help out. Please, if there's a God. Maybe Deion Jones knows how to tackle. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Who is Deion Jones? <laughs> Who is Deion Jones? We will answer that question and many more in this episode of TBF, a Browns fans podcast. Let's get right down to it, boys, and talk about that matchup against the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, ooh, on one end, the defense played what you could consider well, given Justin Herbert's status as one of the, the premier passers in the league. Um, they they really held him to a, yeah, just a so-so game. He just well, wasn't, it right. wasn't, yeah. But but the, the, the Chargers came into the game holding the worst, the most anemic rushing game in the league at less than three yards a carry. And, and the Browns and the Browns fixed that stat for him, didn't they, boys? <laughs> Here, we'll help you well, out with that. Here. Well, I mean, it, to it's like I don't even know how to start. Really, it's I know. So it's like, like, we we held Herbert right, and the Chargers have one of the same problems we have. Okay, we gripe on our fourth down calling. When it works, it's great. When it doesn't, you're like, why did we do that? They're the same way they were last season. They had a controversy last season about it. They, right. This year, yeah. that game, had we capitalized on anything, all you'd hear about is how the Chargers wasted two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Twice they went for fourth down and blew it. Okay. And right. one of my big problems with that game is not only did we miss two field goals, okay, those two field goals were – one of the one of them at least was completely to not capitalize on a mistake the Chargers made. They went on fourth down, didn't convert, right? Okay? And then we yeah. missed the field goal. We they tried to give us that game, and then yeah, we they tried gave they it back. Then we, we gave uh, it back. They said, "No, you no, take uh, it. No, you, you take, take it." it. No, it was 
And you know what was bad about it? It was actually a really good game. There were awesome catches made in the game, exciting plays from both teams. The running backs both played good. There was exciting stuff all over that game. Good. There was some good cornerback play on both sides at times. Okay. It was like a mix of good, a good game with, hey, here, you take it. Hey, here, you take it. Hey, here, you take it. And, And it's just... Yeah. Ended up so here, here's the thing, though, and, and this is the important thing. Hugh, you yeah. got to make a run for us because Nick Chubb's Chubb Crunch cereal is available again at Heinen's. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to get there quick for that. Boy, yeah. it goes quick. Let me Chub tell crunch. you. Chubb Crunch is out, man. <laughs> we need it. We need the Chubb Crunch. Yeah. Chub Boy, Chubb, Chubb. If they would just use him enough, he would be even more spectacular than he already is. Well, you know what? You know what I um watching I watched some highlighted Chubb today and you know what it finally dawned on me who he reminds me of? Who who's that? Emmett Smith, but he's faster and stronger than him. Right. Okay. Yeah. But he gets I was noticing I was like, who does he Chubb always and I always on the tip of my tongue who he reminds me of, but he gets his shoulders square back square so quick. It's that right. Smith style of running where it's like full ball protection. He uses his if you look at him, he uses his upper body and his shoulders to make moves a lot of time. And he always gets his upper core back north and south <laughs> as fast as possible. Speaking of people who remind me of somebody, the head coach of the Bengals <clears throat> with that slight grimace on his face reminds me of that blonde haired coach with the Raiders. They call him Chucky. What was his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you John Gruden. He, he reminds me of John Gruden with that look on his face. Uh, well, speaking of people who remind me of people, why, you know, I don't know why we expect to do any better with Damon Wayans at quarterback. <laughs> I mean, I saw the last Boy Scout, and he was pretty good in role as a football player. But I didn't think he well, really had the skill set. And now I'll, I, I'll tell you this. Now I know. Percent, I feel sorry for Percent. <laughs> only because only reason I feel sorry for him is this is not because I think like he's better than what he is. Okay, right. But that he was expected to play up to a certain level this year. And- Okay. And he has, and he's played to me. He's played better than the level you better. wanted him to play, right? Because right. we wanted him to play good enough for us. That when he's played better enough, he's played good enough that at times he's just shy of being the kind of quarterback that you could rely on to win you it. Okay, yeah, he he has exceeded <laughs> expectations. <laughs> right, saying. right. If now, we'd have done now, stuff for like all that exceed, for all the exceeding of expectations he's done, the Browns. Uh, uh, through the guise of their beat reporter Mary and Mary Kay Cabot, uh, have reported today that uh, yeah, no. Um, as soon as Deshaun can come back, he's coming back. I don't care how good J- Jacoby's playing. We I didn't mean, trade. We didn't trade like you know our future away and give him two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed to sit his ass on the bench. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> to that we talked about that last week, and we were like, yes. this was probably the game to decide that. Okay, this is well, probably well, the game that decide, was going to decide. It is decided. Yeah, it's, it's decided. decided. But that's decided. what we were saying. This is probably going to be the like, game. If he came out and won this game, you'd probably have like, okay, we'll should stay in there. And now that's not going to happen. Okay, so we're going to go through. I like yeah. this article. I like this article because it is the question you have to ask because it's like, how long are you going to talk about this debacle? Um, four downs. What is salvageable 
from the Browns' loss to the Chargers. Two weeks ago, oh, by the way, written by Corey Kinnon on Browns Wire. Okay. Uh, two weeks ago, no, two weeks in a row, the Cleveland Browns have been unable to slam the door shut when they get out to a lead. The margin for error on offense is low. The opportunity for error on the defensive side of the ball is sky high. All in all, the Browns are 2-3 and three after the loss to the Los Angeles Starters, despite boasting the third best offense in the NFL. This all leads to yet another lackluster four downs, as these are much less fun after losses. As the Browns look to pick up the pieces after a lackluster start, is there anything salvageable from the loss to the Chargers? Uh, (laughs) Currently leading the NFL in rushing, Nick Chubb is already up to 593 yards and seven touchdowns on the season. He's also uh, already up to nearly 100 carries on the season. He is the Offensive Player of the Year through five weeks, and the Browns are lucky to have such a special football player in Nick Chubb. By the way, I was looking at the, uh, the 2018 draft of the Cleveland Browns. Nick mm-hmm. Chubb, undoubtedly the best draft pick, being the second second-round draft pick we picked, the best mm-hmm. draft pick of that year. Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward, notwithstanding, guys. Okay, absolute best pick that year, hands down. Hands down. Uh, It is clearly the plan to ride Chubb through the first 11 games of the season. Is it? Is it really? Is it? Though, I question that. I I really see Stefanski, somewhere in his mind, he sees himself as a passing coach, and he just really doesn't even like having these running backs. That's the way I feel. I mean, and you could see Nick Chubb, literally. You watch him going back, and he's just shaking his head. Why are they taking what me out? What in the hell is wrong with these people? I was just getting rhythm. So, uh, anyway, the season is taking off, is taking time off of Chubb's career given the workload. No, he's not. He's running 17 carries a game, guy. I don't agree with this guy. What the hell is he talking about? Anyway, that was first down. No defensive help. Uh, is uh, wasting a special season from Nick Chubb. I do agree with that, though. But I don't. I don't agree that that the team is riding Nick Chubb. I don't believe so. I, I think if you're no. going to ride him, ride him, and, and you don't ride a back that you don't give the ball to at minimum twenty times a game. That's not riding a back. No, exactly. I was trying to explain to that that to someone I was in a discussion with on Facebook, and I'm like, "No, dude, what are you talking about? That's look." I mean, everybody's worried about him getting injured. It's like, but dude, you got to play him. That's what he does. Okay. So anyway, here, here's down, second down. Hopefully the Deion Jones trades is just the start. A trade for Deion Jones was such a low risk, low cost trade that it made sense to get another body in the room that has at least had success in the NFL. Recently, he has been pretty bad and he has not played thus far in 2022. But there are at least there is at least a former self he could return to. At only 27 years old, Jones is a bit of a football has a bit of football left in him as well. And even if the Browns end up cutting him at the end of the season, the Falcons have already eaten the bulk of his old money. There is just no risk to this move with the reward being that the Browns may be able to squeeze serviceable football out of Jones. How hopefully, however, this is not the last move the Browns make on the defensive side of the ball 
Sure, replacing Jacob Phillips is a step in the right direction, but unless the interior defensive line shapes up, they could have Fred Warner at the second level and he could he could still get washed off the football. And Damakun Sue is not a name of interest, but there are options. As the Panthers just fired their head coach and are in need of a rebuild, there's a chance that they may be more than willing to dump off assets for draft picks. They have a couple of defensive tackles in Derek Brown and Matt Ioannidis uh, that would be of interest. Yeah. Third down, listen to this. Kevin Stefanski is not giving up play calling. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I'm not going to read the rest of this guy's article based on the first sentence here. Listen to this. Why in the world would the Browns want to change the one thing that is working like a well-oiled machine? Guys, do you agree with that statement no. that the Browns' offense is working like a well-oiled machine? I, I will. I will put it. Well, I will say this. Okay, uh-huh. what we have to remember had if we had a kicker that had missed extra points and the field field goals, we wouldn't have much defense against people on this because they might have won two other games. Okay. Okay. I mean, just just let me finish. Let me finish. They might have won two other games. So we'd be we'd be talking about I don't think we think the offense is like perfect right now. Okay, but you'd be talking to more even more deaf ears to it. Okay, because they'd have wins behind this. Okay, now what I'll say to that is I don't think I I remain saying I feel like Steven Kevin Stefanski is running an offense. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is assuming his quarterback is his best player on the field. I know, which is head up the ass football as far as the Browns right. is concerned. I don't think his offense is bad. His offense is bad for what he has. He does not have Watson in there. Last year when he had Baker, he did not have the best quarterback in the league. He runs an offense like he has Aaron Rodgers at the helm. Okay, and he does not. He does I not. I agree with Jeff. The offense. I mean, uh, I mean, he, oil machine is is overstating it, but the offense it is the least of our It is problem. overstating it. Yes, it I mean, is it's overstating it. It's not a bad it. offense. It's not it's a bad. No, okay. this guy goes on. He says bad. the offense is scoring points, and here, when you say the Browns are number three offense, that's they are literally number three behind Kansas City and Buffalo, which okay. is saying a lot. Just saying, saying a, lot. a lot, but no single player, play caller, kicker can withstand the pressure of every single drive being a high leverage situation. Every offense goes three and out. Every offense has scoreless drives, but the margin of error is so thin due to the defensive issues. The problem is if the Browns could stop any goddamn body from scoring, they could blow people out. Exactly. <laughs> Not getting stopped. Even getting Deshaun Watson back does not fix the defense, boy. Well, you know what this sounds like, right? What? Okay. Drew Brees for years ran the number top five offense year after year after year, but he didn't have a defense. You you can score the most points, have the most consistent, best offense ever. Okay. But I remember coming into this season. I remember coming into this season hearing everybody say, on paper, the Browns have the best defense in the league. 
Well, that's why I said I feel sorry for Brissett. Okay, the assumption assumption was he had to play just good enough so our defense could be there to win the game in our yeah, running. Yeah, we're running supposed backs to be scoring us, defensive right? touchdowns right. here. Right, exactly. Our running, were, our running backs are supposed to carry us. Our defense was supposed to win the game. Okay, now we're in the season. Okay, our defense is losing the game. Brissett's almost well, playing right. good enough to Wait. win him on his arm. The okay? running backs are carrying us, and the defense is like, oh, uh, what? What were we supposed to do? That's why I said no, I feel bad for Brissett. I feel bad for Brissett. He is playing over expectation. Okay, it's just not good enough, and he should be yeah. this guy we're looking at. Like, dang, this dude, he's playing better than we thought he would, and now it's just just not enough. That's what it is. So, okay. I mean, Miles. And, Miles and, Garrett. Oh, and then four, fourth down is this team can score with anyone, but how can they close out games? Six points. The Browns are six points, six points away from being 5-0 and on the season. And yet, that is how Jeez, this works. Man. That is how this works as they sit at 2-3. and three. The Browns just have to find ways to close out games. In fact, another late-game meltdown had the Browns in danger of starting the season 1-4. and four. And, and, okay, I'm going to ask this question. I did this to you the other night, Hugh. I was watching, uh, you know, the best sports show in Cleveland, their video. Right. The one, guy, the one guy says to the other guy, and he says this. He says, so who is the worst team in the league right now? <clears throat> Panthers. Oh, the Panthers, yeah, undoubtedly. Right. Now, who's the second worst team in the league right now? I wouldn't have said what you said, but I know I remember what you said. Well, no, the answer was the Steelers. The Steelers are bad. Okay, they are right. bad. They've been turning the ball over at record pace for Steelers. Okay, now what are our two wins? <laughs> the Steelers and the Panthers. Panthers and the Steelers. How like, ironic! By the way, I did the math. Chubb <clears throat> is a- averaging nineteen point six carries a game. Okay, he should be at twenty five. Still short, right? Right. Just I mean, the season he's having, he should be at twenty five. What I'm saying to you is, this is how bad it is. He won't come. Kevin Stefanski won't commit to twenty carries a game to Chubb to the point where he'll go point four lower than that. Okay, even his average is lower than twenty. That's crazy. I'm gonna say something, okay? I know 20 of the game is what you want to go for, but with the season, I mean, people don't understand. There's been no running back. Isn't it since Jim Brown that's finished the season over six yards a carry? Yeah, and he's got what? Averaging over that. 7.4 Four something. All like I'm that. saying. All no, I'm saying to you is this: no, it, here we sit. Six point something. Here we sit in week. Seven. Here we sit in week five with Chubb literally on a pace. If he keeps getting the yards he's getting, right? He's on a pace to do two thousand yards this year, guys. What do you think he'd have if you was giving him the ball twenty? If you was giving him twenty bucks a game, twenty five hundred, maybe three thousand. You never know. Yeah. What did? What would he be on a pace for? But 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 wait. Chubb being on the pace for anything. Chubb being on the pace for anything bothers me with this team because I remember Chubb needed 16 yards to win the rushing title and they didn't they they only gave him the ball 16 times. Right. Um, well, look. He's averaging 6.1 a carry. Okay? Yeah. He's on yeah. if he was getting tw- if let me just I'll put it this way if he was getting 25 a carry he'd not be on pace for 2000 okay. yards. My point this is year. he'd be on pace for the record. <clears throat> My point is simple. Nick Chubb is the best player I've ever seen that the team he's on appear not to like him. Yeah, not to really realize or want to utilize him 
appropriately. I, I get what you're saying. What I'm saying is, okay, with the season he's having, 25 a carry wouldn't just have him pacing for 2,000 yards, have him pacing for the rushing record of all time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Not just 2,000 yards. Like, oh, they're scared they're going to have to pay him or something? What? What? It's just, it's just, I mean, just totally keep him, ridiculous. You know, I mean, it's, a, it's a money thing. Keep him just at this level, so we want. And we could pay. argue with the small amount of points we're missing. Hey, what? How, how do we know at nineteen point six? What? How do we know six average more carries a game wouldn't have us two more wins? Yeah, I mean, hey guys, let's let's do this oh. though. Let us move on and let's look at the the fucking game book. Talk about the numbers so that we can move on and talk about Bill Belichick and the Patriots coming to town. Okay. All right. Because, <laughs> because, oh, I listen, I rewatched the game thinking that I was going to get some new information or something. They're nothing, nothing new. It was the same thing. I, I was pissed off all over again. <laughs> it, it was the same. Dude, that loss felt bad. It was like, what are you doing? It's like, I, I cannot believe you people. Anyway, the game started at 1.02 p.m. It was Sunday, the 9th of October, 2022. The weather was sunny. The turf was grass. It was First Energy Stadium in Cleveland, Ohio, with a big fat elf in the middle of the field. And is it the elf? Is that why we're losing? I don't know. Could be. You never know. He doesn't look mean well, enough they, to me. They should wipe his ass off the field and see if we win. You never know. It could happen. It could happen. <laughs> anyway, the Russian game was simple. And it was it was bad. Now, and I understand. I want everybody to be proud of Nick Chubb for the game. 17 carries for 134 yards. 7.9 average. Along of 41. But right. we said, you know, we are tired of our running back outdoing the other guys running back. Because we want Austin Eckler to get 173 yards on 16 carries Average at ten point eight a carry, with a long of seventy one. <clears throat> Holy mackerel, man, dude! I was like, "What is going on?" And this, you know, it, it just brought me back to the last game they played against. Uh, who was it? Ran all over us. Oh, the the Falcons. The Falcons, yeah. The yeah, Fal- with like, with Joe. Who the fuck is that coming off of the practice squad? Yes, I remember. Exactly. Yeah. I remember Joe, that. Is that his name? Joe, who the fuck is that? Joe, who the fuck is that? Yeah, that that's that's the guy. Because nobody had ever heard of him before. Right. They didn't even know who he was in Atlanta. Like, who's, who's this that? guy? Who's that? Damn. Hey, he's our star running back now. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> so um, Kareem Hunt had 11 carries for 47 yards. Uh, average 4.3 a carry along a 17. And a touchdown. Nick Chubb had two touchdowns. Hey, Aaron Eckler only had one touchdown, but then Kelly also had a touchdown. So we amassed three rushing rushing touchdowns. They had two. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Here's his numbers on the game. 22 of 34 for 228 yards. A touchdown along a 38. Quarterback rating of 93.8, which... For Justin Herbert is a pedestrian game. Right, exactly. Jacoby Brissett, 21 of 34. Interesting. Completed only one less than Justin Herbert out of 30, the same amount of attempts. For 230 yards, one less completion, he had more yards than Herbert. Two more yards than Herbert. 
He had a touchdown, but he also had a pick. Along of 38, both of their passes, both of their long passes was 38 yards. But uh, that pick, that takes a 93.8 quarterback rating and turns it into a 79.3. Damn. I know it, it changed the scope of a pretty good game into like, yeah. Hey, Amari Cooper was back, it appeared, oh. because he caught the ball seven times on 12 targets uh, for a total of 76 yards, an average of 10.9 a catch, long of 20, and a touchdown. David Njoku. Yeah. David Njoku. Six for six, baby. He caught everything was thrown at him. There you go. Uh, 88 yards, an average of 14.7, along with 38. Donovan Peoples-Jones continues to be that mid-range receiver. I don't think he's really taken off, and I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with DPJ. He made another tough catch. Really but he does. He makes it. tough catches. He makes tough <laughs> catches. He's. He, I like DPJ. Um, four of seven, 50 yards, average 12.5, long of 19. And the list goes down. Kareem Hunt caught three passes, the three that were thrown at him. David Bell caught one. Nick Chubb did not catch the pass that was thrown at him. Damn, Harrison, that would have been a touchdown. Yeah, I know. Harrison Bryant was 0 for the one that was thrown at him. And Anthony Schwartz, believe it or not, played in the game. I don't remember when he was targeted. Do you? <laughs> oh, I don't. I have, no. I, I'm like. He was what? targeted one time. He did not catch the ball. Now, on their side, 13 targets, 10 receptions. Williams, okay, 134 yards, an average of 13.4 per catch, a long of 38. But he ain't the guy to hit you with a touchdown on a catch. No, that was Eckler. He got one running and one catching on you. Uh, he that, was I'm, a I'm touchdown say, machine. I want to point out that running play they got. Okay, uh-huh. I don't. I'm not. I don't harp on this too much because I know we got to get away with some holds every once in a while on our running right. game. Okay, but they showed the replay, and there's a a hold right. The guy that they were talking, our safety they were talking about that didn't get over right. He was uh-huh. being held. Okay, it's on the replay. He's being held. So I, mean, I got I was you. Like, wow. well, I mean, yeah, that's well, why no wonder, no right wonder he play. didn't it was get hold. there. Damn it! Yeah, he yeah. was being held. All right, so. Here we go with a game that's a lot more even than you would have thought it would have been statistically. However, I think when we overall look at it, maybe the fact that we didn't win this game is a little more indicative in these stats than it has been in weeks past where we've won in all all of the number battles except that one that really matters to the scoreboard. Right. Total first downs. The Browns had 27. The Chargers had 26. The Browns had 11 by rushing, the Chargers 9. The Browns had 15 by passing, the Chargers 13. Uh, The Chargers got four first downs by a penalty. The Browns only got one. Mm, Not good. Third down efficiency, the Browns held the Chargers to 3 of 10 at 30%. The Browns were 4 of 10 at 40%. They won that battle, but lost that war. I'll tell you that. Fourth down efficiency. They both sucked. The, the The Chargers were 0 for 2. The Browns were 0 for 1. The Browns only went for it on fourth down one time. 
And that was the time. Was that the time on the thirty-four yard line when I, they I, went I for it? I don't believe that because I saw Brissett get a first down. That's a bad yeah, stat. That's a bad yeah. stat. I saw Brissett get a first down. Maybe that was a third down. Maybe that was a third down. Maybe it wasn't four down. But I did see him get the quarterback sneak. So I, I was just thinking it was a fourth down. Yeah, that that fourth. Uh, it was. I think it was like fourth and two, fourth and one on the thirty-four in their own territory. Oh, that was that was a debacle. That was horrible. That was the stupidest play at the stupidest time. Man, good goal to go. Wait, red zone efficiency. Uh, the Chargers were two of five, forty percent. The Browns, three of four, seventy-five percent. That's a winning stat, isn't that, my guys? Mm-hmm. Goal to goal yeah. efficiency. The Chargers were two of four, fifty percent. The Browns, two for two, a hundred percent. Wow. Time of possession. The Browns edged out the Chargers in this case. 30 minutes and two seconds to 29.58. So it was a damn near even split. This game could have gone either way. Yeah. And and, and this makes the Atlanta Falcons loss hurt even more. Yes, it does. We we definitely should have won. Right. Because this game could have gone either way. And, and, you know, God bless up. What's the kicker's name? Chase Young, uh, Cade, Cade, Cade York. York, yeah. Chase Young, Cade York, same thing, same thing, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> um, it, 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 I feel bad for him because there's going to be yeah. days. Mom said there's going to be days like this, okay? Yeah. And I'm not blaming the kicker. I don't want to say get rid of that bum because I think the kid has. No. A good, I think the kid has a good leg, but oh, of all days to miss two fucking field goals when prior to that he was six for six on the season six for, six for field goals. The and only field goal, the only field goal we lost by was the one that didn't get kicked in in Atlanta. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and the fifty-eight yard one he made was like with high winds, twenty-four miles an hour, and there was like virtually no wind in that. Yeah, well, uh, they, the we need to get some fans working. Okay, yeah, so that yeah, because dude, I I just and he missed them both both wide right, just, you know, yeah. yeah. <sighs> And so something was off on his aim. I don't know. He's got to get. They got to get him in the stadium, uh, practicing kicks more often. I don't know. I don't know. I was just. I was. I mean, every kicker is going to miss some. And look, I was. I was peeved. I was peeved. You know, uh, Haslam and uh, Andrew Barry walked off the field after that field goal in disgust. Well, I'm going to tell you this: a kicker is a hard job. They're probably going to stick stick with the young guy. Okay. Um. And I don't blame them, okay? I mean, it's like in baseball. When you a closer comes in, what's the closer's job? To win the game, right? Let's be honest. Right. A kicker's job on a football team is basically to win the game, okay? Right. I mean, let's That's be honest. Job. If you miss a kick, if you miss an extra point, you've now put your team behind, basically. Okay? So your job yeah. in sense is to almost win the game, okay? That's basically what your job is right now. Yeah. Just give him an edge. Well, there's no, ex- I mean, you can't make too many excuses for him, but he is a rookie and he's young. So you have to give the same kind of credits that you would a rookie quarterback. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's being honest. Yeah. Okay. That's what, that's the problem with drafting a rookie kicker, right? Because you spend that draft pick and you have to be committed to it. Okay. So we know he has a good leg. Okay. He needs to miss less. Okay. Especially in critical situations, at least, you know what I mean? But well, no, kicker's I just, I just job is say, hard. He's got eight field goals on the season. 
he's made six of them. It's just he missed fucking two of them in a game where we could have really used one of them. Okay, you know? Right. Hey, check this out. Uh, I didn't know this. This is off subject slightly. Yet another milestone crossed off the list for Nick Chubb. He just... He's just the sixth player in Brown's history to log over 1,000 rushing attempts. Yeah, since he was drafted in 2018. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I ran the numbers. Uh Uh-huh. 20 carries a game. Uh Uh-huh. On the pace that Chubb is, he would have 2,074 yards. 25 carries a game on the pace he is, he would end up with 2,592 yards on the season. I'm trying to fucking tell you, dude. Let's do this. That's what I'm saying. Now, and most other running backs who have broke the 2,000 yard mark, right, have been more around the four, the, the 380 to 400 amounts in carries. Like when Henry did it recently, he had 420 something carries. Okay. You give that to Chubb, Chubb is going to destroy the rushing record. Okay. He did on the pace he is this yeah. year, if he continued, he would absolutely destroy the rushing record. He'd go down possibly the best running back of all time with a season like that. Okay, make Adrian Peterson yeah. dwarf Adrian Peterson's season. Okay, he dwarfs right. it just by Dude. getting the carries that Henry has gotten in a season. And on the same pace he's on right now, he destroy everything. That's the kind of season mm-hmm. he's having. So when you put in perspective just how good Chubb is doing, if you gave him the same amount of carries the last guy that ran for 2,000 yards had, he'd make his season look like nothing. <clears throat> Okay, guys, so let's look ahead and let's talk about the Patriots. And the first thing I want to talk about is the roster moves that the, the Browns have made. Uh, in specific, they traded for Deion Jones, who was on injured reserves with the Falcons and then, of course, was on our practice squad. They immediately placed him on the practice squad. So what they've done uh, now is it won't be long before newly acquired linebacker Deion Jones makes his uh, his Cleveland Browns debut. The former Pro Bowl right. linebacker was designated to return from the injured reserve. Cleveland made other right. corresponding roster moves. Tight end Miller Forrestall made it back to the practice squad after being cut, and cornerback uh, Thomas Graham Jr. was let go. With these roster moves, the Browns have the opportunity to bring in Jones as well as Greedy Williams back from the injured reserve. The hope is that Jones will help the Browns in the middle of the defense, a hole uh, left with linebacker Anthony Walker Jr. When Anthony Walker Jr. went down, uh, Cleveland opted to, bring, opted to bring in some defensive help as well. First up, Jones could be first up for Jones could be the New England Patriots and Romandre Stevenson. Who the fuck is Ramondre Stevenson? Okay. Not a oh. clue. Well, uh, Ramondre uh... Stevenson is the running back who's going to play because um, because Patriots running back Damian Harris won't play against the Browns. Uh-huh. I was going right. to be smart and say I think Ramondre Stevenson is uh, Ramondre yeah, yeah, well, uh, Ramondre Stevenson sounds like that guy the Pittsburgh Steelers used to throw at us. You know, that dude you never heard of before who gets yeah. 230 on you? Who gets 2,000 yeah, yeah, yards yeah. on you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, destroy you this game. This guy's going to destroy you today because he's Hey, remember when the Ravens used to come to town and Jamal Lewis would get 250 yards a game? That. Yeah. I used to hate that. And that's why, no, it's one of the reasons why I'm so mad at the Browns. 
And it's it's not because I think we should run Chubb into the ground or anything. Okay. No. So when Chubb's having a game, right, where he's averaging seven yards a carry, right? He's only carried the ball 15 times. I'm like, now, if the other teams that used to do this to us, right? If that was Jamal Lewis, he'd, we'd have got Jamal Lewis, Jamal Lewis 40 freaking times if they had to, right? <laughs> okay. So we could prove we could consistently stop him. Okay. Five players. 200 yards that game. Five players for the Browns did not practice today. And those five players are Jadavian Clowney, Joel Batonio, Denzel Ward, Ronnie Harrison, and Amari Cooper. Whoa. Wow. So, so the Browns have team. five the Browns have five players on the pre practice injury report. Denzel Ward concussion, Joel Batonio elbow, Jadavian Clowney ankle, knee, and elbow, Amari Cooper rest. Okay. And Ronnie Harrison illness. Okay. Which means Cooper is probably gonna play. Yeah, Cooper's gonna play. He just needs rest. He just needs rest. He needs rest. I, 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 I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that designation on the fucking injury Ed, report Ed, before. Why is he out? Rest. Have you heard uh, anything about Denzel Ward and the protocol for uh, concussion? I've heard that he's in concussion protocol, and it's I, unlikely he's going to play Sunday. Yeah, because they were talking about on the radio today. Uh, they it's didn't know how unlikely he's going to play in the current climate. In the current yeah. climate and the post to attack of Iowa debacle, that's why I was you're about not going to get a guy that's on pro- concussion protocol the previous week. You're not going to see him in the game because since to attack of Iowa, another couple of guys has gotten their bell rung and their knees buckled on the field, and they've taken those guys out. And you ain't going to see him for two weeks, dude. Yeah, minimum I mean, two yes. weeks. It's it's that ripple has been so bad it's rippled into college. Even in college right now, if they get yeah, if they had a concussion, they're not playing. That's it. And they're not going to play. You just say wave by, they're gone for the next year because they ain't going to play. So I mean, that's not just in in the NFL level right now. For since that, that's in college. Period. If they right. on percussion, if they're on concussion protocol, they're gone. They gone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so you want to know what the, the best prop bets? Oh, wait, wait, no, hold on. Here it is. Patriots-Browns, week six news, notes, and fun facts. We're going to have some fun, guys, because they're fun yeah. facts. Fun facts. Okay, so, yeah. So they got notes, they got connections, they got all this. Oh, man, you ready for these fun facts? Here we go. Okay, so at, after their one and three start to the season, the Patriots can get back to 500 with a win over the Browns in Cleveland. It would also be a pretty special win for head coach uh, Bill Belichick. Belichick is, the, is going for his 324th overall victory of his career as a head coach which would tie him with the great George Hallis for the second most all-time Behind Don Shula's 347 career wins. I forgot Don Shula was number one. Of course, 286 of those victories, 256 in the regular season and 30 more in the playoffs, have come during Belichick's time with the Patriots. But he did earn 36 of those wins in his five-year stint as the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Oh, 
Okay. Beating his old team for a milestone win would make for a pretty special Sunday afternoon for Bill Belichick. But that's just one of the many news notes and fun facts that you should know heading into week six. So here's some week six notes. These are the notes. It's not the news. These are the notes. Sunday will be the 26th regular season meeting between the two franchises with the Patriots owning a 13-12 edge. And so if you'll remember, even when the Patriots were winning Super Bowls and the Browns sucked, 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 we, they we, would we, we a would lot of them. times beat the Patriots. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. Cleveland took the only playoff matchup between the two teams when the Belichick-led Browns beat the Patriots 20-13 in the 1995 wildcard round in Cleveland. It was Belichick's only playoff win during his time with the Browns. By the way, we went on the next week to lose to the fucking Bill Cowher-led fucking Steelers. Fuck. Okay. Anyway, the, the Patriots have won their last four games against the Browns and eight of their last ten. New England won't New England won the last matchup 45 to 7 at Gillette Stadium last season. Just last Damn, year, they end? clocked Dars ass Holy for 45 crap. points. Holy beatdown, Batman. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. The Patriots are 8 and 5 all time against the Browns in games played in Foxborough, but are just 5 and 7 in the regular season trips to Cleveland. New England is 3 and 2 at First Energy Stadium. Belichick's 8-2 in his career against Cleveland. After shutting out the number one scoring offense in last week's 29-0 win over the Lions, believe that. Okay, so when the Brown, when people tell you that the Browns are the number three offense in the league, just know that the number one scoring offense in the league is the Detroit Lions, led wow. by Jared Goff. Hey, I got a question. Do we, and this is just a question. I don't Uh know. haven't read up on it. I was just wondering, are the Philadelphia Eagles for real? Are they as good as their record? They're undefeated, right? Right. You know what Bill Parcells had to say about that. Yeah, I I know. You are what your record says you are. Okay. Well, I'll comment on that a little bit. They, if you, I'm not going to argue how good the Eagles are. You know why? Because coming this year, the Eagles, the Dolphins, and some other teams were no different than the Browns. On paper, okay, the Eagles did a lot of upgrading, okay? They ended the season last year. Didn't they end sort of hot last year, okay? Well, yeah, Um, and Jalen Hurts, okay, so the whole knock on the Eagles, the people that doubted the Eagles are the people that doubted whether Jalen Hurts was really NFL quality quarterback guy. Right, because the rest of the roster is good. They're in the same Absolutely. situation as us where they have a good roster, okay? You're worried about whether the quarterback play was going to play. Their quarterback is playing well, and I don't think there's any – Right. There's a some real surprise to them. I think Miami was a bigger surprise than Philadelphia was. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay, so here's some other notes. Matthew Judon for the Patriots has six sacks on the season and is tied for the NFL League with San Francisco's Nick Bosa and Dallas's Micah Parsons. Jeez, where's where's Miles Garrett's name in that? It's not there. Isn't it? He's not but dude. He I they didn't call his name out once. Talk about underperforming. 
Okay. And I don't want to hear the excuse about the car accident, guys. I don't. And because that's Miles, that's on Miles. He did that. You know, I know another guy destroyed his fucking career with a car accident. What was his name? His quarterback in Carolina. Um, yeah, that guy. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Cam Newton. Guy, Cam Newton. Oh, Cam, Cam, Cam Newton. That's right. <clears throat> well, speaking of quarterbacks in Carolina. <laughs> Woo wee. That okay, is. so so Baker Mayfield sucks, and he got the head coach fired. That's how bad he sucks. But the owner says, Baker Mayfield is our guy. We're going to build a team around Baker. We're going to bring in a coach that can get the best out of Baker. Okay, hey, does anybody believe gonna, the bullshit this guy is putting down? Listen, we're even going to let him have input on what coach right. we get. Does anybody believe the bullshit that this guy is putting down? Because let me tell you what the Panthers are getting ready to do. They are tanking, buddy. They want the number one draft pick, and they're going to draft a quarterback. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, let's. We all knew. I'm just saying this. I do think the Panthers have a good enough roster. They could at least go eight and eight or anything else like that. Okay. Baker was going to have to have a good season to make that happen. He has not yep. played good. In order for any of these different things that happen where Baker basically saves his career, Baker is going to have to play himself into doing that. And it's just the simplest part of it. Okay. Baker could, I mean, we're only five games in. Baker could end up having 10 great games. And we look at this season and we're not talking about Baker being the worst quarterback ever. Okay. But he's got to start it now-ish. Okay, guys. I got a prediction. I got a Baker Mayfield prediction. It's going to take a little bit to prove me right or wrong, but I say he ends up playing in the Canadian League. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he, Baker does, looks like he could play in the – I mean, he looks like he a does, Canadian. He does. He looks yeah. like a Canadian he League quarterback. Browns. Has he ever done as bad with the Browns as he is doing right now with the Panthers? I mean, actually, Actually, yes, last year was pretty bad. Oh, well, I mean, that was after injury. I mean, that was. But, okay, so, but it was. It was bad. Yes, he has. Yes, he has played. Well, I'm okay. Look, I've given Baker the whole, like, you injured thing because I've given him all. I give him all the different things where, like, you know, he's going to try to play despite it because it's contract year and all that. It's up to. Baker is on another team now, okay? It, Baker is on another team and presumed healthy. If he keeps playing the same way he was, he's playing this year that's reminiscent of last year, nobody's going to think it was because of injury anymore. I mean, that's just simple. I mean, uh, there ain't nothing. I still give him the fact he was injured, but it ain't going to go down that way if he's playing this way, which is the same as when he was injured. Okay? It's, I mean, he's, he's doing bad. I mean, I mean it's horrible. He's just... He has to play better. So, now remember now, okay, so here's an interesting thing. Bill Belichick was the coach of the Browns who went to the playoffs one time after an 11-5 season, right? Yep. Well, you know, Kevin Stefanski went to the playoffs after an 11-5 season, guys. He's not doing anything that's never been done in Cleveland before. No. Okay. Look. Now, Bill Belichick, gonna, Bill Belichick didn't win Coach of the Year that year. I can tell you that. Okay, no. I'm telling you, biggest, the biggest terrible, the bad, the bad, biggest terrible thing that happened to Cleveland Browns fans, and we didn't even know it at the time, was when they awarded Kevin Stefanski Coach of the Freaking Year. 
<clears throat> I mean, yeah. they, look, I'm going to put it this way. Okay. I'm, I'm, let me, we'll lay this out. Okay. Now, Bill Belichick moved on. He's become what he could. I could, I'm not even going to lie to you. I could see something like that happening with Kevin Stefanski, but only because Kevin, if Kevin Stefanski moved on from us and landed in a situation where he had the kind of quarterback that he needs for this offense, because I'm going to keep harping. I do not think his offense is awful. I think it's awful for what he's doing. It's miss is providing miss. How do you say it? presumed as bad play calling for what his personnel is right now. He does not have an elite quarterback. It's hard. It's hard to run an offense where like the slot into where like, okay, to make this work, this has to be elite. But okay? it also, not but what good, it causes me to do, good. but what it causes me to do is to call into question Kevin Stefanski's intelligence, because it's not, listen, this doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that he doesn't have a top five quarterback. Okay. Right. It's like, it's and, like and why team. would you play? Why would you call plays? that assume you have this level of quarterback right. you can't when, and when by that. the way, if you can make it through 11 games, you presumably based on everything, the intent and evidence gone before and the amount of money you spent, you got one of those coming. Okay. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. So just hold off. And my, yeah. here's my other point. It's like, it's just as bad as if we saw another team trying to run their running back. Like they had Nick Chubb. Yeah. Okay. It ain't going to work. You, you got to have, that kind of thing to take advantage of like running, you know, plays and an offense around like, well, we're going to, we're going to run plays like our quarterback's going to carry us. You just can't do that. Okay. It's like you, Jimmy G may be able to get you to a Super Bowl, if, but if you sat there and played Jimmy G and asked him to do things, Tom Brady does, you're not going to get there. No. Hey, right. Hey, here's another fun fact, guys. Former Patriots quarterback Jacoby Brissett, who was drafted by the team in the 2016, started two games that year as a rookie in place of suspended Tom Brady and injured Jimmy Garoppolo. He's now Cleveland's starting quarterback in place of suspended Deshaun Watson. Wow. Suspended Tom Brady, suspended Deshaun Watson. We don't have an injured Jimmy G, but we did just cut Josh Rosen. Yeah. Yeah. Brissett has completed 62% of his passes and thrown five touchdowns while rushing for another score this season. See, fun fact. Fun fact. That's fun. Fun. That was real fun. That was fun. I know. Let's do it again. Um... (laughs) Cleveland, now, okay, here's a new one. I didn't know this. Cleveland passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach Chad O'Shea. I mean, I knew he was wide receivers coach. I didn't know he was passing game coordinator, and I don't even know what the fuck that means. Okay. Um, it was New England's wide receivers coach in the from 20, 2009 to 2018, winning three Super Bowls with the team. Current Patriots, Carl Davis Jr., Daniel Ecuale, Brian Hoyer, Jabril Peppers, and Mac Wilson all spent time in Cleveland. Oh, really? Mac Wilson? Yeah. 
Huh. Mac Wilson is who we traded for the other guy, the edge rusher that we got. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember now. Yeah, just yeah. just last year he spent time with the Browns. You just last okay. Year. You, how soon I, we forget? You know, how soon uh, we forget? So anyway, that's all them fun facts. And now Bill Belichick also. There's a little piece here. Let me find it. Patriots head coach Bill Belichick had high praise, high praise for the Browns, including two players in particular. And I can't tell you who those two players are in particular because fuck you, Cleveland.com. I am not an insider. Anyway, so. Yeah, you got to subscribe, dude. No, I don't. No, no. I know, I know, I know. Not me either. Yeah, no, no, I don't. Uh, so, uh, l- linebacker Deion Jones is going to get a crash course and uh, and try to face the Patriots. They're going to put him out there. Um, Denzel Ward's still in concussion protocol, and and and, and these are Kevin Stefanski quick hits, man, quick hits, quick hits. Yeah, Dion is a very smart football player, very intelligent. He's seen, he's been in similar system, so we'll see how much he can catch up. Uh, like I said, we just really got the meeting, got meeting, got to meeting with him yesterday. So it's a crash course when you acquire a player midseason. We'll see what he can handle. Yeah, yeah. There's I another caution, guy. I caution anybody expecting too much out of the acquisition <laughs> of Deion Jones. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if he's, I mean, but if he can tackle, question. it'll be an improvement. <laughs> question. Uh huh. Carry on, Winfrey. How long? Is he because he went down last game, didn't he? No, Perry on Winfrey's yeah. not on, no Perry on Winfrey's not on the not on the injured list, although maybe we he wishes he was because he's on the shit list. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, I know he played in the last game. I thought he was down on the field for a little bit. That must have not mm. been anything too wrong with him. Yeah, he's not listed in the injury report, I'll say that. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's he's not quite producing as much as they thought he would by now, but it doesn't mean he won't, uh, but he's just moving along a lot slower than they thought. Keep in mind, guys, that this is a new league in terms of utilization of rookies. Right. There was a time where you wasn't getting on the field as a rookie. No, right. You just wasn't doing it. I don't care what position you was playing. Well, we ain't got bodies like that now. It's a lot quicker game than than. Not college, only that, so. the rotation, yeah. the rotation rate in terms of the defensive line and the linebacking core. You got to keep guys fresh, so they can't. They're not going to take every snap. Yeah, they didn't disclose the injury he had when he left the game. Oh. They don't really say anything more on it. He no, he let, did disclosed. leave the game. Okay. Um, but they did. They didn't think, disclose the injury because he got his feelings hurt. Oh, that's funny. Hey, I don't know. Look, I'm, I gotta go. <laughs> that man. He did, wait, what was that? That that video with the little kid. With, you bit my finger. It hurt. <laughs> man, dude, I just I'm just so tired of these losses. And like you said, six points away from being five and zero. Oh. I know you, it's like, oh. dude, that's insane. What 
But what is, what is also insane, if you look at it, is the uh, amount of teams. Well, first of all, the amount of two and two teams that went into contests on Sunday. Right. Okay. It's the more two and two teams became in, two and in three. week five. I mean, going into week five of play with four weeks of play, more two and two teams than ever before statistically in the NFL. Yeah. It's been said that this is, um, was it Tom Brady? That said, everybody's playing bad. The whole league is playing bad. The the football in general this year in the NFL has just been worse. All the teams, there have been so many. If you look at like, isn't this also the year it, that nobody played their starters at all, hardly at all, all in the preseason? I mean, yes. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean okay, if so you think about it, there's so many mistakes for field goals. For all the proponents of wanting to just get rid of the preseason, right? Mm-hmm. This is what you're up against. You're looking sloppy at play. sloppy play sloppy for play. the first quarter of the season. Right. Um, and, you know, I understand. I mean, it's all about protecting your assets and stuff like that. And you don't want people to get injured because, you, but you're, you're you know, I, listen, it, is it worth the sacrifice? I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm saying, but, but I know, I think it was Tom Brady. I could be wrong on who it was that said it, but yeah, he's like, that's no, right. No. I'd Tom just like to it. say this at Huey's behest. We're podcasting tonight, which is Wednesday, because I don't want to miss the Guardians game. You made me sit down and watch that shit. Okay. And then I was just like, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, okay. Lost. I was so pissed. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, you know, and Tito should have pulled his pitcher sooner than he didn't go into the bullpen. That might have made a difference. Well, yeah, because that three, that three run, what was it, the fifth? Right. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Yeah. That that hurt. Yep. Yeah. And they just never could get back from it. I mean, the no. Yankees are an offensive powerhouse too, and and the Guardians are not. And you know, the only salvation, I guess, uh, the weakness they have is their bullpen isn't that great. Oh, but we got guards? a hell of a bullpen. Oh, okay. I was going to say that. I thought the Guardians have a good bullpen, but you know. Oh yeah, no. The, the problem do. the they problem don't. is is that the Yankees are an offensive powerhouse and the Guardians are not. The Guardians no. are going to stop you from scoring because they can't really score a lot. Okay, <laughs> they have to. Con- they got to control yeah. the game, basically. Yeah. yeah. And so when it gets out of hand like that, yeah, if you get a guy and you know, listen, I love Tito Francona. Okay. And oh, by the way, he's not. He's Terry Francona. They call him Tito after his dad, whose name was Tito, who was a star with the Indians in the 50s. Okay. Exactly. 50s and right. 60s. Well, but mostly in the 50s, and specifically 59. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Uh, you know, but I, I like Francona, but, you know, I want him to do in Cleveland what he did in Boston. Okay. That's all. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna be hard, though. I mean, well, they play tomorrow night, so let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we got a lot of midges when they come back to Cleveland. We got midges, so let's see what happens with that. What's midges? Midges are the bugs that were last time we played them. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I hope it. I hope they just eat Hmm. the Yankees' ass up. Yeah, yeah. It'll be nice. Yeah. But 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 now see that's the thing, we know the midges. Do the midges know us? Do they know not to mess with us? I you know that's well. I think they. I think this year they're trained midges. Oh, trained yeah. midges. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. 
There you go. All right. And the Cavs, Cavs are looking good. The Cavs, I mean, you know, listen, I don't want to assign too much meaning to preseason basketball. No. But the Cavs, um, and, and a lot of teams, a lot of these NBA teams are playing their starters well into the second quarter of these preseason games. Are they not, mm-hmm. Jeff? Yes, they are. Well, I mean, to the Cavs, um, credit. <laughs> They do not have Mobley. You will not see Mobley right now. Okay. okay. So you, you know, no matter what we do, you're not going to see our full starting five. Okay. Okay. There's, I think there's still a question. I don't know if they've totally set on who's going to be the small. Is Mobley's four. brother getting play? Okay. He's got a little, he's gotten a little bit of play. He looks, honestly, he does not look bad. I could see him eventually being in the rotation as he's not right away. I mean, you got to remember, we do have a, we do got Kevin Love, okay? Kevin right, Love's going right. to get in there and shoot the ball, okay? That's how they're going to use Kevin even more this year. He's going to come in. Six man off the they, bench, gonna, kill you with yep, three He's going to be launching yeah. threes. He's going to be yeah. launching threes like crazy. So It um, works for me. Yeah. We haven't. I don't think we've seen Rubio He's yet. He's still one of the most expensive six men in, that's ever existed. Okay, I know, but I'm going to tell you this. He was that shy of getting the actual award last year, the six men in yeah. the year. He was runner-up, basically. Okay, so most expensive, but he's proved it at that he's worth the darn money. If he can come We're in too- and do what he did last year. Baby. Hey, remember when J.R. Smith was our sixth man? Yeah, I remember uh, that. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he he really wasn't. He won his sixth man of the year in New York, but then he came and he was like the sixth man, and until until that until that last game where it's like, I thought there was time. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, look that. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. what it was. It, it was, was what it was. I like Jr. Though, yeah, Jr.'s my dude. Look, and no one will ever forget Jr. during the riots, right? Absolutely not. Chasing that dude down. (laughs) Chasing that dude. (laughs) Well, I mean, that was one of the that was one of the few times I was like, well, I mean, that dude. Man, that's my goddamn car, man. That's my goddamn. Yeah, I mean, that dude deserved it. He's out. I mean, if uh, to me, it brought perspective to what was happening. That's always how I viewed it. It was like, oh, these people are out here acting stupid, and he's like, dude, the hell you doing? I don't. I don't give a hell about this riot. What the hell you think is going on? Yeah, and he beat that dude's ass. (laughs) Like, like. Wow. Like he deserved it. I mean, you wouldn't do that so, in any normal in any normal sense of, of society, you would not do that. Okay. And because it's right. a riot, you think it's all right for you to do it? No. He's like, oh hell no, man. This bullshit. No. That's right. Well, guys, so uh huh. Go ahead. What do we what do we what do we think about this next game? What what next game? The Patriots and the Browns. Okay, well that's what I was getting to. I mean, you should follow your host around sometimes, and he'll he'll lead you oh. where you need to go. So, guys, hey guys, so uh, what do we think about this next game? <laughs> Don't be an uh, asshole. <laughs> anyway, feel free to go first. You feel it's like free Pinky. To go. The, it's like pink, Pinky in the brain. You yeah. mentioned it. It's like. <laughs> Well, you know, since you mentioned it, yeah, uh, there you go. I was about to get to that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, you know, you look at this game. Yeah, okay, I understand Belichick, all that. I get it. That's like kind of the X factor or whatever. But the Browns have the talent and the ability. If they do, they do they really? I mean, I 
I just can think they tackle? The question, the question is, can they tackle? Because, see, I know they can score the points, Hugh. That's not my problem. My problem is I don't know if they can stop anybody from scoring. Oh, dude, I was tearing my hair up. Well, my hair's already gone, but, you know. Yeah. I was say, very effective uh, job you did there. Very, very effective <laughs> job. Why didn't what? If only why the Browns' defense were that good. If only. Well, I think you know, in there with one arm, like, dude, wrap up. If I you mean, look, I, get it. I mean, if you look objectively, right? If we're going into the Patriots and we're like, what do we need to do? To make sure we do to win this game based on what we're already doing well, right? Right. So number one would be make field goals. Yeah. Okay, so the kicker has to be making field. I mean, that's number one. Okay, number two is the defense, and that's look. That's whatever way you can to get stops. Miles Garrett has to show up. I think Miles Garrett only had what <clears throat> two solo tackles to his name for the game, as far as stats for himself. Like, right. What that t- is not a Miles Garrett. Only so, two, no quarterback hits, no hurries. Nothing. nothing. I mean, just nothing. nothing. And here's the thing: his pursuit actually did alter the play of Justin Herbert on many occasions in that game, but he didn't even come close to sniffing this guy's jersey. Right. No. But that's because now, now that is, give Justin Herbert is, uh, the athletic credit for that because right. he sm- he smelled Miles coming and got the fuck out the way. Right. You know what I don't think? I don't think that our backs can play zone effectively. I think they're way better at man than they are at zone. That's well, what I think. I mean, but there's a reason nowadays, right? But but you got to understand that there's a reason why uh, I'm not saying it's a good reason, but there's a reason why a lot of these coordinators get into playing the zones. Okay. Because in theory, you basically rule out the long touchdown pass by playing zone. Yeah. Don't get burned yeah. by the aerial attack. Yeah. Yeah, tell that to me and other Browns fans who've been watching this bullshit. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I can't tell. Look, I will say this. I think our, our defense is a mixed bag because I'm saying you look at and it was mentioned in the game. And no, he didn't play perfect either. Okay. But the guy did. It was mentioned that he might be our most consistent cornerback other than Ward this season. That's Emerson. Newsom. Okay. Emerson. Emerson? Man, I thought yes. it was and he made a big play in the game. Yes. He made he did. a big stop in the game. And he might have be be our most consistent guy of the making a big stop. He did it in preseason. He's did it in the first if I remember correctly, he did he had one in the first game of the season. Okay. I mean for a rookie, you gotta remember this is our rookie. Okay. Right. I'm not saying we put more on him, but it's not like we don't have talent at the cornerback position, okay? No, I don't but, know what's but going we really, on. I think we really kind of want to hope for Greedy Williams' availability during this game because oh, Denzel yeah. Ward's probably not going to be available. Oh, yeah. we we That would be awesome. I'm just – I'm back to the point, I think. Field goal kicking is number one. Defense is number two. Miles Garrett cannot be – just a he can't part be of a non-factor. That, he can't yeah, be a non-factor. I mean, hurry something. He's okay. the leader of the defense. You need you know, something. Now last from week, him. last week I came to the table and saying I'm so tired and I don't want to hear it again. I don't want to hear Kevin Stefanski say this is all on me. 
Let me tell you, here's another thing that grinds my gears. Okay, <laughs> Miles Garrett yeah. at the beginning of every season saying, I'm going to get the defensive player of the year award this year. Really? Are you? I mean, well, look, you could argue he's been snubbed. Okay? Micah Parsons, though, is to clear. I mean, he's just flat out outplaying everybody in terms of defensive pass rush. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if yeah. you could get. Look, the problem is, is there's a couple plays where you could see Miles Garrett was not putting out the effort. Okay. It's on film, guys, and he's catching hell for it in Cleveland media right now. Miles dogging it on the field. Just giving up pursuit. Okay. And you go, but guys, I, I highly encourage you, go back and watch the game. There's there's going to be isolated moments when you're seeing, yeah, he just kind of gave up on that. Yeah, and that's not very Miles Garrett-like. What I will say to that is this, okay? Miles Garrett gets held a lot. Maybe there was some fatigue in there. You know what I mean? Something rolling over from the accident or whatever. Okay. Well, listen, I, I brought this up. I brought this up him. in week three that I said Miles looks winded by the ends of the games. Yeah. I don't think anything's I mean, been done. <clears throat> anything's been done by the team, or has it been addressed to even out or spread the load better? Four miles. Four miles. Yeah. I mean. But back to the point, we got defense, right? The next after field goals defense is penalties, okay? We, we shouldn't have – we shouldn't consistently have more than the other team, okay? Let me tell you what I think about this game. Uh, by the way, did you give us prediction yet, Jeff? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Well, you go right ahead. I okay. didn't either. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't say what the score was going to be. Okay, well, please do, since you, you know. By the way, you were, you were darn close last week. Um, yeah. Who, you? Um, Dad. Oh, me? No. Yeah, you were. Oh, you were what was close. my prediction again? Well, what was it? You said, like, you had the highest yeah. prediction. I had 28, 21, I think. Yeah, I think that's like what that. you said. Yeah. yeah. 28, 24, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was there, but it wasn't on the right side. It was like flip that. Okay, reverse that, flip it. There you go. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. no. It was it was the wrong way. The wrong, the wrong way. way. Yeah, I got I'm dyslexic. It's about a touchdown over, but you were, you were pretty close. Okay, you, you were dyslexic. you were off by like a touchdown. Yeah. So you what what's the score uh, going man you know what this is a hard one i'm just going to spit one out and say 28-17 browns win but i don't feel confident okay, okay. <laughs> i got you I don't feel confident i will i'll say with all the points that i mentioned okay yeah and the and a big glare on field goals have to be made and defense has to be played the other one yes, was going to do. be if chubb is run my last point was going to be if chubb's running good Ride the running back. You don't have to override him, okay? But the fo- offense should stay focused around him. Open the accelerator the up. That's all I'm right. saying. Just right. take it out and blow right. the fucking exhaust pipe clean. Right. right. So, but considering we do those things and the defense does its job, I am going to predict, okay, that the Patriots only score. Um, I'm going to give the Patriots... 
I'm going to give them 17. I'm going to give the Patriots 17. I'm going to say we score 28 because what I'm expecting is for the defense to do their job in this game. This has got to be the recovery game, right? Where the defense says, okay, look, we're part of this team. We, we, we want to go to the playoffs, too. We're going to act like it. Yeah, because right? yeah, so if they, they keep playing them. like that and we do go to the playoffs, we're not taking them. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't know if it'll quite work. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> you guys can't go. You guys can't go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You, no, you're not. No, you're not part of this team, no. <laughs> that's right. That's okay, well, if you got to come, you're not getting banana popsicles like everybody else. That's right. Oh, no my God. Banana pops. <laughs> hey, so you guys are going to really love my prediction because I don't think this is going to be a higher scoring game. Really? Okay. I think it's Brown 17 13. Brown 17, Patriots 13. I mean, I wouldn't mind that kind of win either. It's defensive win. I just would like us to have a game where, like, the offense plays good. Yeah, offense plays good. Our defense oh, I think Chubb's going to get 150 yards. Okay. Yeah. I just okay. don't I don't think he's going to get touchdowns as many as he does against, it did against the Chargers. That's all. Right. Okay. Um, but, but 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 what I say is this game is as close this season as we've come to a must win because after that we're at Baltimore and then back this is the remaining now keep in mind now we split we split September guys we went two and two in September okay right um I'm counting the Falcons game as a September game because it's first four games it might have been early October but I don't think so you know right in there um but with three more games left in the month of October, we got to do better than split October. Okay. And the problem is because you started out with this loss, that means you, you need to really win three of them, but you can't do any worse than split. So, I mean, come on, you got, you got the Patriots, you're hosting the Patriots. You got them at home. Go ahead and deal them a loss. Because then you got to go to Baltimore, and you know that's going to be a tough out for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, Baltimore in Baltimore. And then you got Halloween night, Monday night against the Bengals. Okay, guys, yeah. the Bengals are not going to be an easy out. They're starting to get their feet under them, and I, you know. I know their their offensive line has trouble and everything, but with, with the performance I've seen out of our defense, I don't know how big a big a problem that's going to be. People need to get their shit together now on this Cleveland Browns team, so that we maybe have a chance come December the eighth or whatever the day is that Deshaun Watson comes back. And let's say let's say he has a way, finds a way to shake the rust off quick, and he gets he hits the ground running, so to speak. Right, he's got to have something to run for. Right. Now, I'm going to say this. Now, remember, beginning of this season, I, I mentioned this may be, unbeknownst to everybody, may be Kevin Stefanski's ultimate proving whether he's going to be the stable coach or not year. Okay. Yeah, if, yeah. He can't, if he can't maintain this team at least 500 until Watson gets here, it's going to be a blemish. This is supposed to be his out coaching year. Remember, this is supposed to be the year he out coaches. He proves he's that coach, right? To keep us just yes. where we need to be in time for him to get for Watson to be. Okay. Now we're game under 500. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember, the goal is to be at least 500. Yeah. Yes. At okay. least 500. 
So we got six games left. Is that right? Well, it's 11 games in. We've played five of them. So, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we need to play. We need to win at least four of these next six. At least. At least. Yeah. At least. I mean, but, you know, listen, I'm greedy. I want them all. I want them all. We should be undefeated. I, I mean, let's just be real about it. Right now, we should be like, he has such a cushion, right? We should be freaking undefeated. Yeah, we should Chris, not even okay. be worried about losing to the Bills. Oh, yeah, by right. the way, by the way, Jeff, did you hear? The rumor is that before the trading deadline, what you're going to hear is that the Buffalo Bills have traded for Christian McCaffrey. Jeez, that's going to be crazy. Because I'm going to put it, I'm going to tell you this, especially even in that first game, he didn't have big, exciting numbers, okay? But you can see the moves. You can tell he's... he's. Can you, you know imagine I mean? him as an underneath that's, threat with Josh Allen's arm? That's going to be That's really, going to be fucking really hard crazy. to deal with. Really scary. It, it's yeah, hard for best. me to imagine as I'm seeing the season unfold. If all these teams are playing sloppy and people are just going to get better, right? Yeah. Um, it's really hard for me to imagine anybody, you know what that would keeping, remind me of? anybody keeping the Bills out of the Super Bowl this year. They're no, looking that good. You know what that would remind me of? Because Christian McCaffrey already kind of reminds me of him. Just fact, he's a good, he's Thurman a very Thomas. good receiving back. Nope, oh. nope, nope. That's not where I was going. He's a very good receiving back. Marshall Falk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Marshall Falk. He's got a very, he's a quick, quick dude. He's not the smallest. He's probably just big enough for you to be having an every down back, right? Yeah. But he's real quick, elusive. He's got the moves, and he's a very good receiving back. Okay. Those are all Marshall Falkish kind of qualities. So you can remember when Marshall Falk finally got on the team with Kurt Warner, right? And yeah. a really good quarterback, right? And he got to let loose. I mean, he had Peyton Manning for a little bit, but when he got with Kurt Warner, they focused it around. Remember, he had that, he didn't run for 2,000 yards, but he had over 2,000 yards in all purpose. Okay, because right. he was a receiving running back. He yeah, because it was a little bit of a head scratcher when they traded him away. Yeah, okay, because you had Peyton, but they had Edron James in the pocket, you know, and it was like, okay, yeah. There's no reason to pay Marshall Falk that. They drafted Edron James with their new drafted quarterback. He had Marshall Falk for one year, I think. They drafted Edron Mm -hmm. James the year after. That's right. There's no reason to pay Marshall Falk that money when he's older and you had the top pick to get the best running back. So that's what they did. And that that, so, that 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 it worked out well, guys. That that kind of doesn't. We we really <clears throat> kind of went a little bit over today, but there was a lot to talk about. There was a lot to talk about, and you know, yeah. we still don't know what to think about them damn that damn Browns defense. And uh, pensive is is at, at, at like the best way you could go into this, and absolutely totally worried that they're going to blow another one is what probably most of us are at. But I'll tell you what, until that time, when we come back, the meantime, the in-between time, and until it's that time, when we come back and talk to you about the Browns' win over the New England Patriots, led by Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick holding him one week more until he can tie George Hallis. Not this week, baby. No, not going to happen. This is Paul, Jeff, and Hugh for TBF, a Browns fans podcast, saying we're out. Be
Basement Tapes Productions. Yeah.